0: We're going to go to uh, uh, A.G. Barr here in just a second and what, what happened on Capitol Hill. Uh, but I want to really start with uh, uh, Bernie's taxing behavior. It's the latest op-ed from Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Hi, Bill. How are you? I'm uh, okay, Beck. Thanks for having me back. Okay. I appreciate it. Are you ever good?
1: You know, that's a high bar. <laughs> I always strive to be
0: good. Right, but, but uh, when somebody uh, asked you, angst, you know, I got to deal with a lot of them. Right, at any point in your life, when somebody said, "How are you doing?" you went, "Good." Did that? Did that I'm ever? Like,
1: I'm like Yoda. I, I sit there. I have to deal with all of the problems and try to sort them all out for everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a heavy burden.
0: Go out, and get yourself an orange Julius. Those always remind me of my childhood, and they always make you <laughs> feel better. So, orange Julius. <laughs> all right, <laughs> talk to me about Bernie Sanders. All right.
1: So the column is entitled, uh, Bernie's taxing situation and because he's going to put out his taxes on Monday, but we already know that Bernie Sanders, a Senator from Vermont, the socialist is a millionaire twice over. All right. So he's got assets of about more than $2
0: million, according to himself. Okay. Now you're not, he got you're free you're homes. you're not against millionaires. No. Clearly. Hey, I'm a capitalist, right? i applaud bernie
1: correct but but bernie's vision for the country is dangerous so i must put bernie's rhetoric in perspective with his actions which is why i'm never good Mm -hmm. because i always have to think about these things right right all right okay all right so bernie's got three houses all right he's got a little condo in dc got a big lake house in lake champlain Samuel D would be very impressed with that spread.
0: It's like, and then he's it's like three quarters of a million dollars. We don't really
1: know where that is. Okay. Okay. All right. Then he's he's a millionaire because he sells books. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, I don't know why Bernie's not giving those books away. Because there's a lot of people that don't, they can't spend $30 on a book. And they want to kind of get a little book subsidy from Bernie, but no. Mm-hmm. But the big thing that I uh, l- uh, learned about Bernie Sanders is that in the last two years, he spent 340000 on private jets. So now I sent my column to uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in the hopes that somebody would read it to her. <laughs> and I want to know about the Green New Deal and Bernie, because I think Bernie's Green New Deal is in his wallet.
0: So can I ask you a question? Bernie yeah. Sanders
1: has Your been... No, you absolutely have that right.
0: So Bernie Sanders <laughs> Bernie Sanders has been in politics since 18... When did he start? 12. When did he... Honestly, when did he get into politics? Do you know? Now, let yeah, me ask you this Bernie question. He
1: was a hippie in Brooklyn right. and decided he didn't really want to work for a living. And this is true. Mm-hmm. And and moved up to Vermont, uh, where far more cows than people, Mm -hmm. and started to run for office, and he lost. He lost. I mean, he couldn't win. But then finally he became mayor of Burlington, Vermont, the largest city in the state. And then from there became a congressman. There's only one congressman in Vermont, because they don't have any people. Two senators, one congressman. All right, and then, then he's been on the government dole uh, I, more than twenty years, I believe. I think he might be approaching thirty.
0: So, so he's a career politician. So where did he make the millions of dollars? Now I know he said books. Uh huh. The books. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So he, he now I believe that with you, Bill. <laughs>
1: well, well, no, no, Beck, no, you don't. No, uh, let me. And this is actually an excellent question that I'm glad you asked permission to ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> an well, excellent question. I know who's so running the show here. So here's how Bernie amassed two million. Okay. Number one, his campaign contributions take care of every single expense the man has. He wants M&Ms, campaign expense. All right? I need energy to give my speech. Every expense is paid for by the donors to his campaign. Now, this is the second time he's run for president, and he's raised, I think, in excess of close to $100 million. Okay so no expenses then he puts out books that his people and there are bernie people mm-hmm. apparently buy but even if they didn't he gets an advance on the book which means that the publishing company pays him a significant amount of money you add that to never paying for anything and you can you can uh, save a lot of money
0: and has he done well in investments Because a lot of of people, really,
1: I I don't I can't say I I mean, look, I don't have access to his portfolio. I don't have access to his tax returns. I'm happy he's giving him out on Monday. We'd take a look. What I do know is a few years ago, Bernie donated eight thousand dollars to charity, eight thousand. Now, that'll get you on a private jet from Vermont to New Hampshire. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: no, that'll allow you to land on the yeah. tarmac.
1: So is Bernie anguishing over the poor at eight grand? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Now I know Beck, you give a lot of money to charity. I certainly do. I have a foundation. Okay, I uh, think Bernie's doing that. He's got his little kayak. He's got his little canoe up there on Lake Champlain. You know, uh, at least he wasn't. Maybe, maybe he is now. We'll
0: see. Let's go to let's go to taxes first before I go to uh, the attorney general. Uh, Yesterday, there was quite, quite a showdown on Capitol Hill with Maxine Waters uh, and and Donald Trump's tax returns. Now, you just said you're happy that Bernie Sanders is turning over his taxes his tax returns on Monday. Uh, Should Donald Trump turn in his tax returns? Theoretically, yes. But if I were
1: Trump, I would not. And here's why. As you know, I'm uh, writing The United States of Trump, okay? Mm-hmm. A history book on Donald, his family, how he got where he is, how we, the only two people on Earth that could have become president with his background, him and Oprah Winfrey. That's it. Two people on a planet. So the reason that Trump doesn't give out his tax returns is because they are very complicated and they take into account depreciation on his real estate empire Mm -hmm. and all kinds of things that you can just twist and turn Mm -hmm. and make it look like the guy's a criminal. So it's a very complicated deal. He runs a very sophisticated real estate empire. He knows he puts out his tax return. This is going to be the main story for three months straight. It's like Romney. Same thing's going to happen. So that's why he doesn't do it. And if I were him, I wouldn't do it either. So I Nobody's will tell you this: for his tax returns to examine it um, in an objective way, or to explain it, they're looking at it to hurt him. Right. So that's why he doesn't.
0: Do I it. I will tell you that uh, during the campaign, I thought he should have released them, um, and I thought he was not releasing them because uh, he, I don't think he has the kind of money. His 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 money is all borrowed money. It's all you know. He's. He's very good at using other people's money to build things, and then he puts his name on things. And so his image is that he's, you know, a multi-multi-billionaire. He's very, very wealthy and may be a billionaire, but I don't think he's as rich as everybody thinks he does. And I think that's part of his mystique that he wouldn't want to uh, let out. And I just wanted to see the tax returns because I thought people should know what he's what he's doing This at this point, however, and I don't think this is a flip flop because I, like you, think he should uh, release them. But if I were him, I would not, only because there's no there. uh, Congress Maxine Waters is going to give me a fair shake. It is I'm only feeding the beast.
1: Right, and Maxine's had her own problems with her husband, who's a big bank guy and does the same kind of thing um that trump does look every american i think i can generalize will take the deductions that are allowed them yes trump has never gotten in trouble with the irs um they always audit him because he does have all his crazy stuff and takes advantage of every loophole he can take advantage of so that's the story but the thing you need you and Stu need to know about donald trump and this is why you're going to love my book is because donald trump's whole life is a transaction And that is where you start if you want to understand the President of the United States and how he governs. Mm -hmm. All right? Mm -hmm. Everything is a transaction. Mm -hmm. So the transaction here is should I put out my tax return? And then the question Trump asks is what will I get in return? And the answer is nothing. I'm not going to get goodwill. No, I think you get misery. I'm not going to get a fair shake. Yeah. It's all going to be used against me. So that's a stupid transaction, and I'm not going to do it. Yes. And that's way he thinks.
0: Okay, I want to go to the Attorney General and what he said yesterday, see if you can break this down for us. Then I want to talk to you a little bit about Joe Biden and something that we did uh, this week on the border. And somebody that you need to meet, Bill, coming up in just a second. Bill, um, let's talk about the attorney general's appearance yesterday, um, because there are two stories out there. One was that the attorney general said, I believe that there, there was a targeting and spying on uh, Donald Trump, uh, and I'm looking into it. The other story is, that's not what he said. What he said was, he would look into it, and I, I don't know if we should even trust him anyway. What happened yesterday?
1: All right, here's what happened.
0: Um, The attorney general
1: signaled to the country in a very subtle way. He's an interesting guy, if you listen to him, that he knows that the FBI spied on the Trump campaign. He knows that happened. All right? And it's true, it did happen.
0: Now, he used the word... Wait, 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 uh, wait, 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 wait. How do you know that? Is that just... Because they, they got FISA
1: warrants... They, being the FBI, to put a wire on a man named Carter Page, Mm -hmm. who was working with the Trump campaign. Mm -hmm. And they did. Now, that's a spy. They're spying on Carter Page because he's a member of the Trump campaign. Got it? Okay. Now, then Barr said, but I don't know whether the spying was illegal. He used a different word than illegal. And that's what we're looking into. But if you follow what happened in the FISA warrant, and that is the FBI went into a judge and said, judge, we need to spy on Carter Page. Please give us a warrant to do so. And the judge said, why? Why do you need to spy on poor Carter? And they (laughs) said, well, because we have this dossier that we have obtained that says uh, the Trump campaign and the candidate himself is compromised by Russia and did a lot of bad things in Russia, and they are blackmailing him. And the judge went, wow, okay, here's your warrant to spy on Carter Page. And we now know that dossier was phony, and it was paid for by the Clinton campaign. So, bringing a judge fraudulent reasons, and the FBI knew that the dossier wasn't true, to get a warrant is a Class A felony. That is very important. Now, Barr knows all this is true. But he's not going to convict Comey, McCabe, and the other FBI people on television. He's not going to do that. He's going to say, well, I'm going to look into this. It's already being looked into by the inspector general of the uh, Justice Department, Michael Horowitz, and another U.S. attorney named Huber out of Utah. So now we have three looking into it. Now, this is interesting. On CNN last night, all right, Clapper, one of the main drivers of spying on Donald Trump, said, oh, we weren't really spying on Trump. We were spying on the Russians, but we had to use Trump people to get the information on the Russians. Did you see that?
0: That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, that's the defense Right, but it doesn't. That Comey and McCabe and Clapper and all
1: of them are going to use no, no, no. We weren't spying on the Trump campaign. We had to get information about Putin.
0: Then why would you?
1: And the only why would way, you way use we could do that was to, to wire uh, and to surveil Carter Page.
0: That doesn't make sense. Why? Why if you if you believe that Trump was innocent and a good American and everybody was it was open, why wouldn't you just say to them? Hey, by the way, we need to tap this because we're concerned about yeah, this. We why, wouldn't do a you, sting. why wouldn't we you? Why wouldn't you want to do a sting? Exactly right. And why wouldn't so you, you should
1: be you should be the the prosecuting attorney in this case, Beck? And why wouldn't because then you could demolish their argument in two seconds? Go, no, no, no. That's not how you do it. Right. You don't violate an American's rights and a political campaign's rights. You don't do that to try to get criminal activity in, on another person. You do a sting. And doesn't their cooperation.
0: It, and doesn't it show intent uh, on the FBI in a negative way if they are doing this and not alerting Donald Trump? I mean, th- this.
1: Well, they're... you can make that argument. They're going to counter and say, "Oh no, no, we didn't have any animus. We were just doing it this way because it was easier." But here, here's the end game. So Barr knows what happened, and he's an Attorney General. no like S- Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General from the beginning of the trial, he had no blanket clue about what was going on Barr. he knows now Barr he's got to make a decision do you disrupt the federal government of the united states all right do you tear it apart because they did this because you know loretta lynch the other attorney general under obama when this was all going on they're going to haul her right in and that leads to who Clinton. Barack obama no no barack obama Mm. Clinton's divorced from this. Clinton campaign, all they sleezed out by getting this phony dossier, all right. But they didn't have. You don't think they had, and maybe they did. But Obama had to know about this surveillance. Had to. Bill, now, did he know it was illegal? I don't know that, uh, Bill. But once you start to domino down, once you put handcuffs on Comey and McCabe and Struck and Page, and or five FBI, high-ranking people, they're going to start to talk. Uh, oh, I was ordered to do it. Oh, I told Loretta Lynch she signed off on it. And then Loretta Lynch pulls in, oh, no, President Obama told me to do it. That's what happened in Watergate. That's exactly what happened in Watergate. That'd be interesting to so, watch. So Barr's got to decide, do you want to blow the government up or not? And I don't know what that decision is going to be, because these guys really don't want to blow up their country, and this would.
0: All right, back in just a second with more from uh, Bill O'Reilly. BillO'Reilly.com, by the way, he also has a new book that is coming out The United States of Trump, How the President Really Sees America. It goes on sale uh, in September. It comes out in September, but you can order it, pre order, right now with Amazon.com. Back in a minute. Bill O'Reilly from BillO'Reilly.com. I urge you to uh, join and, uh, and follow Bill. And uh, watch the product that he puts out. It is an important voice uh, for America. Uh, he also has a brand new book that is coming out in September. Uh, and it is all about the United States of Trump and what Trump really thinks about America. It's always worth a read with Bill O'Reilly. And uh, Bill, I want to I change the subject. And I want to go to the border here.
2: Uh, Bill. Bill O'Reilly, a lead commentator and, and, and author of, uh, no, I mean, the guy who knows Trump better than anybody. The border situation is interesting to me because when Jeff Sessions is there, they put in this family separation policy, which was really just kind of a change in enforcement. And at that time, they're complaining about a crisis, about 8,000 families crossing the border every month. They put this policy in, and it basically works as a deterrent. It, it, they hold it at about 8,000. Eventually, the media pressure comes along, and they reverse that policy. And it has escalated ever since until this last month, where fifty-three thousand families come across the border. The, the The problem is seven times as bad. Trump is taking action; he's blowing everybody out in the department. So, one, what is he doing with the department? And two, was he was it a mistake to change that policy under the media pressure initially?
1: Um, the policy goes back all the way to the Bill Clinton presidency. Mm-hmm that if you are a migrant family and you come into the United States illegally, the children are uh, then taken into protective custody Mm -hmm. by immigration officials while their parents are adjudicated. Mm -hmm. And that's been going on for, what, 40 years? Mm -hmm. Maybe more. So in the Obama administration, obviously, we have pictures of that. yep, And we saw them. So the Trump people come in, they just carry on the same policy. They probably didn't even know that it was going to come become a controversial issue. When it did, Trump changed it. Okay, so now you have a uh, siege at the border where 200,000 human beings plus every month are trying to get in here to apply for asylum. Um, it's a con. Everybody knows it's a con. Beck appeared on Hannity and rightly said that the origins of this come from George Soros-funded groups that are based in Chicago. You may remember Bill O'Reilly dot-com broke that story hmm. about a year ago i remember talking to you guys about it
0: yeah we we talked um, about it we talked about it too what we we talked about this uh the uh the uh what is it Casa and where i can't remember what it's called but the people without borders um, yes, we the, talked about that
1: the people without borders are in are in honduras but the american Um, so-called charities that funnel money to them are in Chicago with a head base in D.C. And those names are listed on BillOReilly.com. I don't have them on the top of my head. Yes. But anyway, all they did was basically get the word out on social media, if you put one foot in the United States, you can apply for Solemn, and they'll let you go, and you can be in the country for three, four years. Mm -hmm. You can work, send money back to mom and dad in uh, Tegucigalpa. That's how it started. Now it's out of control. So what I would do if I were President Trump is suspend all asylum applications for 90 days at least. Mm-hmm. And so we have to get this under control. We don't have enough facilities down there. We don't have enough judges. And we're going to not take any asylum a- applications by order of the president. He can do that. Now, immediately, the liberal judges in California would try to block it in the courts. But you have to go through that. But this is a big reelection issue now for President Trump. He's going to run on the economy. He's going to run on the border and illegal immigration. So he should do that and fight that fight that way.
0: Can we, can we fight this battle, uh, Bill, without, without actually going to the root of the problem? And the root of the problem is: this is not a naturally occurring uh, issue. This is being well orchestrated and well yes, planned. Pardon me. It's like drug dealing. It's the yes. same thing. It's run by the same people. Right, and you can't cartels.
1: Mm, no, they're. And I mean, they charge the family five, 000, six thousand. They school the family on what to do. They get them to the border. And then uh, kids take over, and they walk across the uh, Rio Grande, or they climb a fence, or they do something. It's a very contrived, organized yeah, I, criminal activity.
0: I see this. I see this differently. I see that as uh, the system. Uh, And the uh, the free market, if you will, you know, sensing a need. And here comes the corrupt people to make that all your dreams come true. That's the invisible hand of the market. I I mean, the people who actually have designed this. They they started in 2006. Uh, They are communists. Uh, They they are the ones who started the sanctuary city thing in 2008. I think it was or 12 they started to say that you know what we need are caravans they carefully planned this this is a human wave theory and it is happening here in the united states everything else is a branch off of that you've got to get the people that are here behind the 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 crisis itself the ones who are causing the crisis you've got to
1: charge them with anything because there's no violation of of U.S. law by giving money to organizations like People Without Borders, you can—that's—that's that's perfectly legal. So it'd be very hard to make a RICO uh, case that you could try um, against these uh, so-called charities. who are doing it, but you're right—they're doing it for a political reason. Yes. It's the same thing that happened in Europe with the flood of North Africans and Middle Eastern people. Yes. And the governments of Austria and Poland and the Czech Republic basically put up huge fences.
0: Yes. And were backed up by military. And and they were the. Nobody's coming in here. And they were called haters, and they're the only ones, they're the only countries that are not being destabilized now internally by all of those those uh, sure. uh, North African so immigrants.
1: The federal government under President Trump has got to have the barrier, the wall, and the military. They, the military is already there. Now he's saying he's going to bring more down. But you have to get the asylum law changed. It has to be changed because they found a loophole ...in the illegal immigration system, whereby if you put one foot on U.S. soil, you're entitled to the whole Megillah mm-hmm. of applying for asylum, and they can't get to you for four years. How is McGilla not, not word of the day?
2: How is Megillah not word of the day? How do you get through that magilla sentence?
1: Megillah is a uh, mythical tr- creature. mm mm-hmm. uh, who has a goatee and kind of blonde hair and lives is,
0: in Dallas? I used to watch McGilla <laughs> Gorilla. Is that the, any relation? Yes. <laughs> it's a mythical creature. Okay, all
2: right. <laughs> I mean, but Bill, have you seen any reporting on these? Because I'm amazed. We see lots of reporting on Venezuela, right? That there's at least some that shows how bad it is there. I have yeah. not seen the equivalent reporting from Honduras or any of these countries that supposedly are having these huge problems that need new asylum requests. Is it, uh, well, I mean, I don't know what you
1: want. It's been going on down there since the uh, conquistadors.
2: I mean, it's ugly, but it's not any more you ugly know, than I, it's I, been.
1: Central America has been a, um, a center of poverty forever because of the, the systems are corrupt. I mean, my local newspaper, Newsday, which is like um, reading the uh, uh, ravings of a five-year-old. All right. <laughs> so, oh, we have, to, we have to solve the problems in El Salvador Guatemala, Guatemala. Yeah, okay, fine. You know, it's just, if you go there, and I've been there, I covered the Salvadoran war in the 80s. I know what it is. All right. It's corrupt all across the board. And the poor people don't have anything. And if I lived in Honduras, I'd try to come to the United States, too. I have to be honest. I would try to come here with my family too, because living down there is horrible. But what are you going to do? You can't
0: change it from El Norte. Uh-huh. We can't change it. All right, um, Bill. How many books have I helped you sell?
1: Many, many over the years. Back right. and, so, and Killing the SS is still in the marketplace. So what's your? Uh, I know you like that book. I do, uh, with the focus on Israel and the new election. So
0: what you're um, saying is you owe me a favor. <laughs>
1: Well, Beck, you know I'm. I I, I accept. I accept to help you. I accept.
0: I, I accept. But I think I accept. coming on your program every week is, is not exactly yeah, charity. I
1: mean, that, that's a pretty good deal, right, right,
0: right, right. Here's the favor that I I'm going to call yeah. in a chip. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I want you to interview somebody, um, and and I don't think this is a big favor to ask because once you know the story, it's an unbelievable story. There is a guy, he's a liberal journalist, okay? His name is Blake Harris. He, uh, is, he was known as writing one of the best books of the year, according to Publishers Weekly and everything else. He wrote Console Wars. He's a tech guy. He's a Silicon Valley guy he starts writing this story about oculus and this great american story about this 19 year old kid living in a trailer you know finally figuring out vr and doing what nobody else could do he sells oculus to facebook for two billion dollars he is working with zuckerberg on facebook until the election the election happens he says that he's going to vote for uh, Donald Trump. He gives a $10,000 donation anonymously to this, this company that's going to put billboards around the country. Um, And all of a sudden that anonymous donation is outed and he is blamed for all of the memes. The worst memes that you see on the internet are all coming from him. It's this Facebook uh, Oculus guy. And, Everyone reports that he's the worst human being in the world. Then Mark Zuckerberg, uh, the guy wants to, he wants to, uh, Lucky Palmer is his name. He wants to set the record straight. He says, I'm going to release this statement. Uh, Zuckerberg says, no, you're not. You're going to release this one, which says, I'm not voting for Donald Trump. I never liked Donald Trump. I'm going to vote for uh, Gary Johnson, which is not what he was going to do he took it because he wanted to save his job and he was like everybody around him said you can sue zuck but you're gonna you're gonna be tied up in courts forever he made the wrong choice time goes on he's fired from uh zuckerberg he's he's i'm sorry he's uh he's uh, left to go and pursue other uh, (laughs) adventures um (laughs) the guy is destroyed his life is absolutely destroyed Blake Harris is given full access to him and to Zuckerberg and all of Facebook because Blake's writing this story about Oculus before the election. And then he sees all of this start to shake out. He goes in a fan of Zuckerberg and Facebook. He comes out saying this is evil. What is happening is so wrong. They're crushing people. It's illegal what Zuckerberg is doing. He spends three and a half years writing this book. No one in the liberal media, they've all turned on him because he said, you know, this is what's going on. He, His his journalists, liberal journalist friends have all said, that's not the kind of uh, political injustice we care about. He's been called a Nazi, a MAGA supporter. He's none of those things. And I want to give you one quote he wrote me in a personal email last night. Um, he said... Uh, Uh, You know, his life had been destroyed. He said, then after a cup of coffee, the answer of why would I do this became overwhelmingly obvious, because that's what journalism is. You follow the story where it takes you and you never, however tempting it may be. Let it go the other way around. You follow leads. You examine evidence. You continue to dig deeper and deeper until you get to the truth, not for the praise you think you deserve, not to try to be everybody's best friend, but because however fast or partisan or cynical the world has gotten, the truth still matters. Uh, He wrote this book yesterday. It was three, uh, sorry, 33,336 on the bestseller list on Amazon. Uh, after the interview, it went to number six on Amazon. This story is one of the most compelling stories. This guy won't agree with you, Bill, but this guy is an honest guy who's trying to tell the truth. And courage is so rare. I would like you to highlight him and his book. All right.
1: I mean, we'll definitely talk to him. Um, when did the book come out?
0: Uh, it's already out. It's been out for a month. Nobody has talked about it at all. No, he can't get an interview of, with anybody.
1: Nobody will put him on.
0: Yeah, yeah. we did. We were the, the first afraid one.
1: afraid Facebook will ta- take Ben out on them. That's mm. how powerful Facebook is. Mm. Right. Yeah. That's
0: exactly what's happening. So mm. I'll send yeah. you this. I'll send you his information. Please have him on, Yeah, Bill. send me all
1: his stuff. I'll okay. be happy to
0: talk to him. Good. Thank you very much. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Bye.